psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Words of perception. Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. supposed to start talking <laughs> we don't need to we, you can have a verbal conversation with me oh i don't want to i never want to interrupt the intro i, like I thought it. you were like you're like yeah i, not, <laughs> I thought you were like i'm digging this beat man we are song. not interested in being regulated oh i guess it just starts all over again huh yeah there's there's more to it good to know <clears throat> yeah yeah i always but, forget how long the intro is i don't know sometimes uh it, it's it's kind of long but we should probably cut it off at like a minute and 10 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't know. I, right. Like an intro shouldn't be like, yeah, I think like a minute is, a, like, good, is it, a good max. It's not like game of Thrones, you know, we don't need like a whole, like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't get the reference cause I don't watch the show. Dun, 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 but, uh, dun. Well, whatever. But Just, yeah. It's not like a television show where you need to see like all the, you know, how they have like the long intros of, the, yeah, this is a show about psychedelic it's always like Matty Jester Skulls. It's always like the first few episodes that are like that. It's like, how long is It's like a four-minute intro to yeah. the fucking show. They show everything that happens. Yeah. So these are the first four episodes in total in, in the intro. Dude, they do that with movie trailers now these days. They just they show everything that happens. They're too much. I don't watch them anymore. It's crazy. I, I turn into a child. I, I close my ears. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Because you know what ruined it for me? Um, what was that movie with... Uh, oh, crap. I always forget people's names. Uh, who's the like the drug addict guy? Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. Zach Galifianakis. What was that movie? Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Some crap like comedy movie where they're like traveling across. Yeah, whatever that road trip movie was. Yeah. It just they literally went over every punchline of the movie in the trailer because I went to see the the movie right. after the trailer. You know, I saw the trailer. It's like two three minutes long. The trailer. Yeah. And I was like, there's every every joke I've seen, except for like maybe one. Right, because they want to they want to like sell you on going to see the movie, so they want to put the good stuff in. And it's just so dumb. Like they don't understand the concept of the comedy. It's like I'm not, I'm not caught off guard anymore. Right, I know what's coming. Yeah, there's no element of surprise. That's what makes a lot of. Uh, I mean, that is why like a lot of the comedy sequels suck. Yeah, because they just do the same thing they, over again. Yeah, they, they, re- re- they just recycle the it. same jokes. Yep. Yeah. But uh, but they, you know but they don't care they're 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 interested in making money people well, as long as people are still yeah. paying to go and see them um, I just saw the new X Men movie Ugh. Oh, yeah. no no God, good just atrocious <laughs> I didn't see I, I don't I don't remember the last one I saw I may have seen the second one I think I just dropped off after that yeah they they were pretty good but it's just I don't know it's there's two the most important thing is the story. Yeah, you know what I mean. You gotta have a cool story, like a compelling story. That, like, you know, I remember that. I think the first um, the, when they remade like Star Trek, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah, because it was like the the and even the remake of uh, Star Wars with the Force Awakens. Even though it wasn't like crazy original, it was still like a good movie because the pacing was good. You know, I mean, that, was, Star, like, that Star Trek movie was the only one I saw. Yeah, like, any of those like you know, nerd, me too. Those nerd yeah. movies, I just never was really into them. Are you calling Star Wars a nerd movie? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but it is. It's definitely a nerd movie, but a good nerd movie. I love Star Wars. You know, and this is like something that I kind of want to talk about in terms of like uh, with movies and stuff. It's like, we, especially with Star Wars, right? Like the popularity of Star Wars, um, the people that are going to the theater to watch that movie majority of people are rooting for the the good guys the rebels right. as they're as they're put right oh the rebels are good guys never would have known that yeah never would have known yeah the rebels are the good guys Just always oh. assume those are the bad guys no the empire that's those are the bad guys ah. yeah 
so Darth Vader and uh, and those guys. But it's it's just weird because it's like you go to these movies, like any of them, just take any of them for example, Hunger Games, like whatever. People always go there; they're always rooting for the the people that are the rebels, the underdogs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, against like the the tyrannical, oppressive, you know, t- government is essentially what it is. You know, the in in Star Wars, it's a, essentially a, a government. Um, uh, they have soldiers and and everything, but. Then, like, people see the movie and they're like, oh, cool. And then they just go and they're like, all right, well, I'm good with all this in the real world going on. Okay. It's like, they don't, like, you don't make the connection. Yeah. Like, there's, like, in real life, there's a there's a struggle between good and evil. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's funny to me that people don't really make that connection from from movie to reality. The struggle is real, people. If I can, if I can culturally appropriate that term, <laughs> it's real. Oh my God! Did you see um, this week? There was uh, that guy Milo Yiannopoulos. Do you know who that guy is? No. He's um, he's a tech editor for Breitbart. Whatever. He's just oh, he's been going on this this the gay this, guy right from yeah, England. Yeah, okay. The, the dangerous faggot. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. they called. So he had another one of his speeches interrupted. Uh, this time it was at DePaul University. I, I did see that. Yeah. And these like black activists came in. I guess Black Lives Matter. I I, I don't know. They didn't really announce themselves, but they got one guy at a whistle, and you know oh, they yeah. like stopped the speech. And the first thing I think he said was, "This man's an idiot." Um, and he's like blowing a whistle and then some girl like threatened him. She's like, what do you got to say now, motherfucker? She like took the microphone from him. Anyway, it's just crazy to me that like here you have a gay British conservative journalist mm-hmm. touring the country, going to college campuses to talk about uh, dangerous myths that are that are being perpetuated in the mainstream media and stuff like that. Like you know a lot of things that come from feminism like you know radical feminism right. and, and stuff like that and from uh you know just a lot of these kind of like social justice warrior fake causes and we talked about a little bit of this last week when we were the episode the thought police uh that one um but this i just wanted to touch on this a little bit because it just strikes me as so weird because you know this is a podcast where i want to explore kind of everything like humanity culture just everything from kind of a perspective of a psychedelic perspective a psychedelic perspective essentially means like an open mind an open mind to new ideas to creativity to learning to growing that kind of stuff and then now we live in a t- we live in a time where black activists and feminists are shutting down free speech on campus on yeah. college campuses when just 30, 40 years ago, protesters were fighting for free speech on college campuses, mm-hmm. protesting real things, not microaggressions, but actual aggressions, like war, like the war in Vietnam. And now, just to see that, it's like, you know, I posted this thing on Facebook. I was like, imagine what those protesters would say about the people that they're seeing today. Like, what what are they... like? This isn't progress. It's right. not. It's not progress. It's definitely a regression, and they think that they're doing the right thing. They think that they're like on the. They think that they're like the rebels. The rebels, you know, like we yeah. were talking about for Star Wars, mm-hmm. like the Rebel Alliance. They think that they're the good guys, but they're not. They're just followers. They're not. That's all it is. They're not really they're, thinking about they're it. They're being led by. They're, they're being led by the the people that want to like brainwash mm-hmm. them, which is like the. You know this this kind of just weird mutant liberal regressive left college professors and and mainstream media and and the state as well. So it's um it's it's pretty entertaining. To I, see. Yeah, I always have like two, I guess like reactions for lack of a better term, to people who against free speech. It's always like fascinating and irritating because I don't understand how someone can be against free speech. What bad can come from free speech? Because who cares what it is? If it's fucking Hitler-type yeah. free speech, then you have thousands of people listening to it, and then at least they hear one side of a story. They shouldn't go along with a Hitler-type, of course, but hear it. Right, it's yeah. Up, let the people hear what you have to say and let everyone else decide 
what works. Well, that would be an intelligent thing to do, right? That would be something that would exist in an age of reason, mm -hmm. you know, but like, unfortunately, you know, look, look, emotions are very important, right? Emotions are important for a lot of things, but to have your emotions be, you know, to, to have them take over and to have them like just shut down and hide things that you don't agree with and you find defensive or whatever doesn't solve the problem. You know what I mean? It just paints over, like, it just paints over the problem a little bit. It just like makes it go away for a little bit, but it's still there. So what, like one of the things that I was thinking, it was, I was like, look, if, if your ideas are so good, if you think the, and if you think these ideas are so bad, then debate them. Exactly. You know, challenge them. But no, they won't do that because they're, they get aggressive. So it's just, it's weird. And I know we've talked about this on part of the problem before, but it's like the very same people that, that say that the kind of speech that people like Milo or like Trump, the kind of speech that they're, they're, they're using incites hate or incites violence. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are engaging in the hate and the violence. Yeah. You know, there was also a, um, more violence at a Trump rally. And that's always too. the headline violence at a Trump rally. Right. And it's and like, you never hear which who's side causing the, vi yeah, the violence. Exactly. They're the ones that are bringing the violence. So they're so filled with hate against this person who mm -hmm. that they don't agree with that they're, they're giving themselves a moral you know, safe pass to say it's okay for us to use hate and violence. Yeah. It's okay for us to throw things, throw chairs, to light things on fire. So, and this, so this is not – and you know, the reason why this is so concerning is because the left is supposed to be – they're supposed that they, like I definitely was like a le like a lefty like I came from that side like you know and like my like I, I feel the left should be the ones that are open to you know hearing like new ideas engaging in in new like ways of thinking about things having open discussions you know having debates being in being challenged but there's been this coddling of the American mind that. Um, that's been happening on college campuses for over 30 years. And, it, and it, unfortunately, it's gotten to this point where it's just so crazy. I mean, I don't know what these kids are doing. I don't know what these, like, feminists and the, these Black Lives Matter people are, are doing that just gets them to, like, stew up in so much hatred that they feel like they need to go and use the hatred and violence against mm -hmm. the thing that they hate. And, you know, just take some mushrooms and have some epiphanies and then, like, you know... Go and debate your ideas. I don't know, man. Like, that's like... <laughs> and I was just going to say, like... I, Open I, your mind a little bit. I have to assume a lot of these kids are still smoking pot coming up through college, right? Maybe, maybe not. I, I really... I, just, I don't know, but... I, 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 I don't know. That I mean, would be they, my assumption. And if that's the case, it's like, why aren't you... How are you not getting more introspective? How are you so confident that you're completely right? Right. Well, that's that's a good point I feel you like, made. I yeah. feel like no one... Not enough people will debate themselves will challenge their own ideas and try to prove themselves I, th I think that's the only way to really progress is to really try to prove yourself wrong yeah. and if you can't do it then you're probably right unless there's evidence showing otherwise that's I mean this is you know it's almost like when you don't like to eat a certain food yeah like I'm, I'm the type of person if I don't like something I'll try it like a bunch of different times same thing with like thoughts and ideas I'll just keep trying even if I don't think it's right I might try it down the road a little bit like maybe that'll work now it's just you know just right trying to because grow may, as a may, maybe you've changed as a person right. maybe you've become more aware to something that's mm -hmm. opened you up to the possibility of having that thing that you once thought couldn't suit you could now suit you right. you know it, it, we're, we're yeah I mean look we're all like we're so young and dumb and yet we all walk around like we're confident and we there's no like nobody's like humble no. and like respectful even the oldest and wisest people don't know shit in right. the grand scheme of things. Like, I mean, they nobody I, looks up and says, "What? I don't understand anything." <laughs> there are what are those? What are those bright lights? And what like? Right. What's happening? Yeah, and I think a lot of that is because people are afraid to admit that they don't know. I mean, it's a big ego thing. Yeah. And you know, the, one of the things that I love about psychedelics is if you have a profound psychedelic experience, and you know. Just a quick, a quick backtrack here. When I talk about like the, the profound psychedelic experience, I mean more of like a spiritual experience, mm -hmm. not necessarily like a trippy experience. Although that's part of the 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 experience as well. But when you have this kind of profound, almost spiritual experience, you'll know. And there's like there's it's undeniable. And what you get from that is almost like a completely 
like it's like a, a slate that's just like wiped clean yeah. and it allows you to kind of just see things for what they are and accept and, and accept them and analyze them in either or you know either reject them or you know integrate them into part of your belief system or whatever it is you want to want to do but it really just is able to clear your mind and when you have this kind of profound experience that it is it, it, it it's 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 the equivalent of having like a religious like a true religious experience like those that are that are written about in the Bible and you know other other um, religious books. Um, it's well, there's the, so many theories. I'm just mushrooms and marijuana being linked mm-hmm. to all that religious stuff to begin with. Right? So. Yeah, like uh, Moses, the burning bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, that was uh, an DMT acacia thing, right? tree. Yeah. There was DMT in there. Yeah. So, but that's Indians I mean, worshiping cows. Right. Sure. That's, yeah. That's Hindus, right? Yeah. 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 They're sacred cow. Sacred yeah. Cows. Where do you find mushrooms? Fucking cow. Patties. Cow shit. That's right. That's right. Cow shit. Exactly. So there, there's, there's, and you know, of course, but <laughs> it's like to to have this kind of like experience. It's un, it's an undeniable experience. But what it does is it, it's able to like kind of just open you up to a, a real possibility. To, to come back to, to this reality and to apply what you've what you've learned or the, what you've been da- what knowledge has been downloaded or whatever yeah. it is so that that's why it's important it's not important because you're like getting fucked up man you know yeah, not, well, there's a recreational side there's, there's a recreational all, there's side as well talking about right now yeah, yeah exactly exactly but I think that this the profound psychedelic experience was part of a lot of indigenous uh, ancient cultures and traditions. Um, and you know, I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode: coming of age ceremonies, mm-hmm. rites of passage, you know, that sort of thing. And it, what it, it, it really is a, an important experience to have. And I think a lot of people are walking around not having ever had an experience like that, and they're so like lost. In well, because drugs them. are bad. Sure. Meanwhile, they're fucking down two packs of cigarettes and. A fifth of vodka a day, right? And think that's cool because it's legal, right? Well, there's a big difference in between. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like if it's legal, it's okay. Yeah. Well, not everything legal is good for you, and you know, legality is, does not equal morality as well. So, uh, yeah, it's just you gotta you gotta really like you gotta learn people. People don't know who they are. Right. You know what I mean? Like you were talking about having a conversation with yourself, debating your your ideas between yourself. There's not a lot of people explore, have introspective experiences. And that's all I have. When I'm like really fucking stoned out of my mind, it's all in, I need to get stuck in my head. And I bet that's... It's good. I come it's out of it. It's probably good. And I, try and to, I try to learn something from each it, and every time. There you go. That's... that's And I've been, I've been uh, floating... Mm-hmm. For the past like six weeks, yeah, yeah, you told me about I've that. I've been so I've been I've, I've been I've been micro dosing uh-huh. uh, on LSD and floating in uh, sensory deprivation float tanks, and so real quickly, well, basically, you know, Maddie brought up a good point about people not being like introspective enough and like you know b- having a battle of ideas with themselves to make sure that they're right, constantly checking, constantly learning, you know, constantly questioning, and constantly putting your ideas and your opinions out there to be challenged by others because really what we all are is we are we, we you know when, when psychedelic people say we're all one we're all connected everything is one they're all there is is love that sort of thing that is real in a sense because there is this we're, we all share this thing called consciousness right but we don't really fully understand the other you know whatever it is the it, the the small other the individual the the person that we can relate to the animal you know the the life the nature around us or the big other the the big mystery the the god or the 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 spiritual experience whatever it is we're we're consciousness trying to understand itself trying to learn about this crazy mysterious weird world that we're in and i think like you know i I'm on that journey to like to do that. I I'm I just have a curious mind. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know what everything's about, and I wa- and I want to know because I want to be smarter, and I want to be smarter because being smarter feels better. And when I feel better, then I can 
make other people maybe feel better or feel happy you know what I mean whether it's through telling jokes like in comedy or something like that or if it's through just being a good listener in whatever way I can it makes me feel really good when I know that other people are feeling really good you know what I mean like you're in a room with people there's like a positive energy in that room everybody's feeling good everybody's happy everybody's laughing having a good time I mean that's that's my favorite place to be like on on the planet Earth, like people always ask me, like you know, I've traveled a lot. Where where's your favorite place? Sure, there's places that are cool. My favorite place to be is just around good people, having yep. a good time, whether we're getting stoned or we're tripping or we're just doing nothing, just maybe eating some good food, whatever it is. If we're hanging out, we're having a good time, we're having good conversation, yeah, and we're laughing and we're debating, and nothing, no one's getting offended, no one's taking anything too seriously, but people have ideas that they want to be challenged, and they're fighting passionately for you to hear their point of view, and we're going back and forth. I mean, that's that's so stimulating and exciting to me. Yeah. yeah you know? I, I always, and I get, I get annoyed, because every now and then, I'll, I'll just want to talk about whatever. I'll want to debate something, or I'll want to just dig deeper into a topic and everyone else around you know a lot of people around me are just like ah we don't want to talk about it it's like what, what else are we doing right now <laughs> you should watch tv like a bunch of fucking shitheads let's talk about this let's try to learn something from each other and have right. an experience I, I don't get it that's 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 true but, but i want to go back to like a little anecdote because you were talking yeah. about like being connected to people and that whole thing like my most recent like really i don't know like it was just like a, i was really high on the subway yeah and i saw this this chick with uh she had like Highlighter yellow hair, like three lip piercings. Her fucking no- or no, her nose like pierced all like just piercings everywhere, like just thick fishnet stockings. She just looked like a fucking a mental patient. And for whatever reason, it could all be in my head, but logically it kind of makes sense. I'm just like that girl. Her parents probably just never went against anything she had to say, and they, you know what I mean. They gave her leeway in every situation, and she just wants to fucking get some type of different attention that she just broken somehow. Right. I don't know what it, it just something like clicked. Yeah. So you were thi- you're looking at this girl you're having like a theory in your head. Yeah, I'm trying to you're figure trying to out under- you're trying to understand this is exactly what I was talking about. Cuz you don't like, just do that for your, no reason. Your consciousness is trying to understand her consciousness. Yeah. You're trying to understand her perspective and her point of view, wondering like what 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 happened in her life, who are her parents, what makes her tick, what's this all about. And then stone sober last week I saw a similar chick who was like, you know, all gothed out or t-shirt said fuck you on it. And I'm like, oh, this is the other side. I think she had like a really bad, I don't know, just like. Yeah, and she's just rebelling. Yeah, against, the, the other way. Right. Like one girl's trying to get attention, the other one's rebelling. Obviously, I think anybody that wears a t-shirt that says fuck you on it yeah. is, is wants attention. But something like that I'll take to like when maybe I have kids one day. And like, let's not make my kid the highlighter yellow hair kid. Yeah. Where she's all <laughs> fucked up on the subway with some creep staring at her. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, parent, like when parents are raising kids, like, and, and they, I, I just don't understand how they do it. I don't think, I don't think anybody really, there's no guidebook, there's no way no. to know. It's just, you just have to kind of go with the flow. And a lot of, I guess a lot of, a lot of kids probably have like bad upbringings, you know what I mean? I feel because like no one does it right. No one it's, does, no one really does it right. The scariest I mean, moment is when you realize like, like, oh shit, you guys were just guessing this whole time. You had no idea. I mean, like, imagine if you just had a kid right now. I mean, yeah. w- would you be ready for that? Would you be able to handle now that? Now I would. And I wanted to have kids younger. Oh, really? I wanted to, like, because my parents are pretty young, and I wanted to be a young parent. Really? But it, I just never had, like, the stability in my life, the money or anything to do it. Right. So I'm glad I didn't have kids. I would I would have been beating my kids if I had them when I wanted to, like, years ago. Now I'm more of that, like, peaceful parenting mindset. So, right, because you learned more. It's like, oh, shit. You had your... you had That wouldn't have been good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so it's so easy to just have opinions and, and ideas about something that's that 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 hasn't been uh, challenged or right. hasn't been like put out to the masses to have critiqued or analyzed or whatever. I mean, if you grow up in a certain environment, it is all you know, and then yeah. if what gets passed down to you, that's. I mean, how are you supposed to know any any other anything else? Because my, I mean? my parents practice corporal punishment every now and then. You know, I get like <laughs> Jesus I got, corporal I, punishment. I got, I got spanked and private know. justice calls. <laughs> I, got, I got cracked a few get times. Get in bed, boy. But uh, it was actually like meeting Lewis and watching him raise his kid and like start to think about it. Wow, Lewis made you yeah. less violent, right? Imagine <laughs> that. What kind of world I lived in, Lewis J. Gomez, folks. But then it was that, and then like you started to notice like. You know what are the jails full of? Yeah. You know what 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 does the average uh, inmate look like? Yeah. 
And it's like, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, black and brown people. And then who do you see beating their kids in public? A lot of fucking black women are beating the shit out of their kids. Like, I see it all the time. Like, working retail, like, you just see screaming and just smacking their kids. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, and then maybe that's where all that violence comes from. You just you're breeding it into them well yeah and and you know but they don't know any better right. you know what and i mean because all, that's how they were raised you mean? no i just mean <laughs> people i mean people, be anybody that, that that hits their kids you know what i mean i think even if you my parents are nice people mm-hmm. i think even if you ask them they would say like oh you know a little tap might be okay you know yeah but i i just don't see how hitting a defenseless innocent child is right. is acceptable at all and then you start to notice like friends around you that weren't hit growing up and they're more well adjusted than you are and it's like and all these things start linking together and you're like I think that is the way to go I think people that weren't hit growing up are are a little bit more calm I think they have a little bit more trust in other people and I think they have an ability to actually have conversations so they can have none of those things debate their ideas well you're 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 getting some of them exactly You're, you're learning to like have them now as an adult but you maybe you could have had them earlier, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Possibly. But yeah, it's 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 and that kind of mentality of person is the kind of person that is, um, you know, really kind of built up in there. They, they live in this like black and white, I win, you lose world, mm-hmm. where it's like you know the world of the ego and and violence, where it's it's acceptable to kind of smash something away if you disagree with it. You mm-hmm. know, it's acceptable to kind of like. To, to use vi- oh you know like that that person had what it was coming to them you know like they got they got socked in the jaw like they shouldn't have been talking shit yeah. it's like okay well I mean was that really necessary because there have been another way to solve that I mean you don't have to be there's a lot of guy and I live I live down in the Lower East Side of Manhattan here this I live on one of the busiest like nighttime going out streets bars and everything yeah I constantly just my my broad perspective my uh, my broad like view perception of like the entire area if I could sum it up most of the guys are tough guy ego guy you know the fucking yeah, fuck yeah. you like we're doing shots motherfucker yeah. like oh who wants some you want some of this shit like it's just all of that and then I never understand how that guy has friends cause 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 it's like it's 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 like this just real like tough guy kind of ego thing where yeah. where you just you want to like you know I'm I'm better than everyone else I I'm I I'm stronger than everyone you know like nothing's gonna hurt me nothing's gonna take me down you know what I mean someone's no one's gonna you know no one's gonna say something to me the wrong way and in, in a tone that might be disrespectful to me because yeah. I'll punch them in the face you know and I'll, I'll show them who's boss and you know a lot of these people they they unfortunately have maybe jobs that they don't like or or whatever it is they work long hours and then they go Friday and Saturday is the night where I'm getting fucked up I get to go I deserve this I'm going out I'll get I'll drink whatever I want I'll say whatever I want if someone wants to challenge me I'll fight them I don't care fuck this bitch like I'll you know like She's going to suck my dick. Like, fuck yeah. you. You know, like, dude, it's relax. Just, the world isn't that fucking violent. Right. But they want to, ma- they want to make it that way. Yeah. It's like they, they want to make it that way because they want, I don't know. And I think this, it all goes back to this. Like, you know, when we were, when we're younger, when we're boys, when we're growing up when we're like, get when we're going through puberty and we have all this testosterone and we're trying to figure out who are we and what's going on. And we're told to calm down, settle down, mm-hmm. sit in your chair. Maybe he needs Adderall. Maybe Ritalin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you know, don't don't smoke pot. It's bad. You know, this is that. Like you know, all this kind of stuff. Hyper. I mean, boys are naturally meant to be that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but we have lost this connection with any kind of like real religion or real experience like real a real one mm-hmm. you know not like a fake one where you where you have to go somewhere and you know like you have to read something and and all this stuff and a i always personal one right like i i just i always say that like like and i played this clip i think in one of the beginning episodes like terrence mckenna when he's talking about the real thing is real mm-hmm. you don't have to like bow your head avert your gaze you know it's it's real like i always thought like Religion, it has to be like taught, you know, like you have to like learn about this stuff. Someone has to teach it to you. You have to go through years of schooling. You have to recite the same thing every day or every week over and over and over again. Repetition. And 
you know, the government, the state, the and you know the the religious institutions, they're all one and the same. They all practice in the in the power, the, the you know, the giving up the power to them. They'll tell you how it is mm-hmm. and they'll have you repeat uh, you know their their slogans and their mantras. And so people feel like they have this connection. They have this like, you know, oh, I, I know what guides me because I'm a man of God. Yet they do everything contradictory to, to what the Bible says, yeah. to what Jesus taught supposedly and all this kind of stuff. So they're, they're not really acting on those things. They're not acting on those things at all. But they think it's okay because they can go to confession and they can say, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. But, so the rea- but the real experience is, is, is profound and it's undeniable. And I think that's really where psychedelics can come in to, to play. If they're used in a responsible setting, if we can live in a world where, you know, people when they when they reach the age of thirteen or something like that can go to some kind of like retreat, you know, where they have some kind of profound experience that kind of ushers them into like, you know, responsible, like adulthood world, you know, we would we would have less adult, you know, testosterone puberty rage monsters walking around now trying to prove themselves because they never got to prove themselves or they never got to go through a trying testing experience or they never had like a profound like a a religious experience or like a you know a connection with something bigger than themselves or bigger than their environment or their friends or their family or whatever something that's like cosmic or you know whatever it's it's hard to put into words and and that's why you don't really have to put it into words. You don't need to go and listen to a sermon. You don't need to go to a church. You don't need to go to uh, you know any of these places. Just take it. Just do it. You know, and then you'll 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 know. You'll find out. You know, um, from from doing that stuff. But I think the point of of all this is basically to say, like, you know, when we're when we're out here in the public arena, you know, when we're walking on the streets, you know, when we're when we're staring at girls on subways, when we're <laughs> high, you know, whatever we're doing, we're, you know, there's a lot of like ideas that are circulating in people's heads, just nonstop, nonstop. And very often, just to bring it back to what we were talking about before, uh, it's very rare that people actually stop and look at inward at themselves, yeah. look at their thoughts, examine them, try and figure out who they really are as a person, what they really truly believe, not what they've been told to believe right you know there's a difference there's a difference between thinking that you know it's all this false ego maniacal confidence that people walk around with um and you know not everybody but uh, you know the people that we're talking about the people who are causing problems the people that are making it difficult for um you know others to just kind of live a a life that's free where they can do what they want you know i want to be free and I want to have peace and I want to be able to engage in, in the activities that I want to do. I want to be able to, you know, do whatever I want as long as I'm not hurting anybody else. But there's some, there's people out there that say, no, no, you can't do that, boy, because we say so. You See, know, it's the people that are way too sure of themselves that their way is the right way. Right. And, and a lot of times those people are just afraid and they're confused and they're lost and they have this false sense of security that they think that they are on the right track because they've been told their whole life by teachers by their parents by other people you're doing right you're doing the good thing or this is good or you know uh, believe what we want you to believe and it's 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 kind of almost impossible to not think that way if your whole life you've been indoctrinated yeah. into being taught that way. Mm-hmm. And so what a psych- what a profound psychedelic experience does for you is it totally just shatters that entire mold. Yeah. And it it erases all of that stuff. It it washes away all the bullshit. It, all the bullshit that's been like stacked up like bricks around your brain confining your your thought and and tricking you into thinking that this is what you really are and this is what you really think it shatters all that and it lets you just examine what really is yeah what 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 reality is telling you and it gives you almost like a sense of like a good a sense of calm too to know that oh like i don't have to hang on to like any of these like silly things at all you know and 
And uh, I think that there's just a, it's a really important thing that a lot of people need these days. They need to go inside. They, like you said before, they need to like discover who they are. They need to have their ideas. And so one of the things that I've been doing to try on this journey of like discovering myself more and like learning and, and things like that, I've been I've been going to float tanks. Mm-hmm. So you're familiar? Are you familiar with yeah. that? Yeah. How did you hear about that? Rogan. Rogan, right. Yeah, yeah me too. Of so, course. Right. Uh, all hail the great Joe Rogan. Yeah. Ah, we're not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy. Yeah, he got me smoking weed again, too. Because well, I was one of these, like, anti-drug guys. All drugs are bad. Joe Rogan's a perfect example of a guy who, like, at first glance, like, if you didn't know anything about him, you'd be like, ah, fuck this meathead. What yeah. does he know? But then you're like, oh, this is a guy who's had a profound psychedelic experience. Now his entire mold of his, of, of his entire perception, his entire reality tunnel has been altered to be accepting of a wide range of different – I mean he's like a renaissance guy. You know what I mean? He's, in, he's interested in mixed martial arts. He's interested in psychedelic studies. He's interested in a wide range of different things, comedy, doing all kinds of stuff. I mean he's a perfect example of like – Shattering the mold, breaking the box, doing your own thing, challenging your ideas, and and having other people challenge you. Um, Just trying to experience exp- and get the most out of life. Exactly, experience, learn, get the most out of life. And he's like a hunter as well. He's like yeah. a respectful hunter, though. He like eats all of his, all the meat that he kills and, th- and things like that. So I think that's really good. Also. Uh, he he's I've been saying this to my girlfriend who's a vegetarian uh, that life eats life yeah because there was a study that showed like plants actually yep. plants have consciousness they feel pain they communicate they have a language onto their own that we'll never understand really but they it's everything is alive so life eats life so anyway but Joe Rogan's been really good at that so the float tank I started floating maybe a couple of years ago, but I couldn't really afford to go all the time. Mm-hmm. So I had a little money now. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like set up like a, a long period of time where I float. So I started going like every week mm-hmm. and I go for like 90 minute floats. Um, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's, I, I think Joe Rogan's talked about a couple times, like I've, I've, I've definitely had like some trippy experiences in in the tank, mm-hmm. but overall, what I get from it is basically like an hour and a half of complete and total silence. I was going to ask you: Do you do music or you do silence? It's and you do total darkness or total I, darkness with the lights too. So it's there's no lights, there's no sound. Mm-hmm. The water is the same temperature as the so as you your the, body. So you do the isolation isolation type tank. Flow tank, yeah, right, exactly. I shut that door. Everything is gone. I think like that's the way to do it. It's I. I eat a little bit. I guess of, you do either way, but I, yeah. I eat a little bit of edibles mm-hmm. sometimes before I go in. Most of the time, just to, it really like just puts me in even deeper. Right. So like as soon as I I I hit the water back, you know, I, I lie back and hit the water. Um, I'm just like immediately relaxed because you're floating in like twenty thousand pounds of salt. Yeah. And all of a sudden. You know, 10, 20 minutes go by. I try not to, like, you know, smash into the walls. I try and, like, keep my body, like, really still. Really still, like, not to move, you know. If I'm experiencing any pain, like, I'm trying to, like, like see where the pain is on my body and, like, kind of just, you know, breathe in and, like, out and, and kind of really just relax and just kind of settle in. And um, sometimes it feels like I'm in, like, the middle of the universe, and like it's just like because like, you open your eyes it's just dark there's nothing I can't see a thing yeah so and the way that I'm like I've heard it explained I think is like also like your your brain doesn't have there's no, it's there's no sensory input data coming in exactly yeah there's nothing for your brain because right now like look at all, everything that we're experiencing like I see the lights flickering on the soundboard yep. over there you know you're talking I see your eyes moving I look at the light outside I see the air conditioning on you can feel the air I can feel, feel the fan, air conditioning everything yeah. I can smell whatever. a lot of stimuli so much stimuli but when you're in this when you're, and you don't even realize how much right. stimuli you know p- mm-hmm. people don't even realize especially living in New York City how much stimuli oh, you yeah. encounter on a daily basis now also put an iPhone in someone's hand who's compulsively checking Twitter and Facebook all the yep. time you know it's a mind fuck yep. it's just complete chaos time for just you and your mind so now it's just you and your mind in the flotation tank sensory deprivation no input data That's pure one thing that darkness Rogan has brought up is that he'll get like 
itches, like a lot of like his facial itch, because your my, your brain's just freaking out, just trying to get some type of some like input, some sensory input. Right. And he'll try to ignore it because like it's just it's your brain freaking out basically because you can't feel anything. At least from what I've heard, I haven't done it myself yet. So the guy that I I go to uh, to float, um, he was telling me he's great. He's like. He, he always gives you like a little bit of advice mm-hmm. like you know afterwards like talk about how your float was and stuff so he was like I, I was saying like yeah like you know I was doing good but towards the end I started to get a little like you know fidgety right and he's like that's you like running away from something mm-hmm. you know there's some kind of something that you're trying to avoid or, or something like that and then I was like yeah and then like I, when I went in the tank I was fine and then, but then like my neck like started killing me you know like right like where my head and my and my neck connect to my shoulders and stuff yeah. and he's like well you probably have a lot on your mind you know you probably have a lot on your mind you have a lot of weight on your shoulders you know yeah and i'm like oh okay so he's like yeah he's like these expressions you know obviously I'm they're sure they come from somewhere they yeah. come from somewhere so he's like it's really like when you have a lot of stress and when you when you have a lot of anxiety and when you have a lot of things on your mind it manifests in your body as physical pain mm-hmm. or like um uh, inflammation right. and, and, and things like that. So the tank is really good to go in there. And and so I'm in there and I'm like, okay, so now that after he told me that, I was like, okay, anytime I get the uh, feeling like I want to scratch or I want to move, I'm not going to. I'm just going to sit with it and I'm going to try and like breathe. And, you know, this is really, really difficult for like someone like me to do. I'm not really a meditative person. Mm-hmm. It's very it's it's hard for me and that's why I signed up to go with the float tanks because the float tank is like instant meditation. Like right. you don't have to practice, you don't have, it's you go from zero to zen buddhist mm-hmm. in like a, in like that's it, you know what I mean? Yeah. A split second. As soon as that door closes, yeah. You're just in that world. There's and you, I mean you can get out, you know what right. I mean? You're not trapped in there, but it's like if you really want to experience this, just go with it. Yeah. And when you go with it, you learn like, whoa, holy shit, like I'm in another fucking galaxy right now. I like I I feel like you know that there's all of the stuff that's like whatever going through my mind is like projected out into this like weird like galaxy and like planets and stuff and like it's I see it like circling around and it's like energy like lighting up in different colors and like shooting around and I'm trying to like calm it down because I'm trying to isolate like one thing and just think about one thing and then I'm like wait should I be thinking about anything at all shouldn't I be thinking about nothing mm-hmm. and then I'm like oh wait but if I try and think about nothing I'm just gonna think about thinking about nothing <laughs> so then I'm like alright I'm just gonna like try and breathe try and relax and just like go with it so anyway you know I'm having I'm, I'm having a float and I'm not scratching I'm not moving and so I'm just kind of like dealing with like all this stuff that's just going on in my mind and I'm kind of like looking at it visually and experiencing it physically and I, I feel like little twitches and little pains but I'm, it's it's like it's almost like vomiting like I'm, I'm having like a like a cosmic consciousness like vomit yeah. like out in this like flotation tank and it's um, it's like a mural I'm able to like see everything and I'm like picking it apart and going like and I'm having like epiphanies I'm going oh yeah like what about this oh what about that and I'm like I'm, I wish I had a notepad with me because I'm like oh I want to write all this down but then I remember like okay like I'll remember this and whatever so then then, then at one point I, I scratched my head I was like oh damn it I, scr- I moved I scratched yeah. my head but it's it is like it's really hard and it it, it 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 takes practice. But when you when you spend an hour and a half in a in a in a dark room, floating, in you know where your mind is totally detached from anything that we would call normal reality, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. You learn a lot about what you're thinking, who you are, um, you know what uh, maybe what other people think of you, mm-hmm. how they perceive you, that sort of stuff. And so I'm like, you know, I, I just feel that many people can benefit from this sort of thing. You know what I mean? And, you know, this is also a psychedelic experience as well, the flotation tank. And there's other things that I'm not really too familiar with, but like holotropic breathing is mm-hmm. an, another way to induce like a psychedelic state without having to take any sort of thing. I'm a fan of like taking stuff, though, because right. I know that like when you take it, it's like that you're like. The work is done. It's like all you have to do is yeah. just take it and it'll it'll go to work right. on you. There's no – you don't have to try. Mm-hmm. It will work. But you don't really have to try with the flow tank either. You just have to kind of make sure you don't freak out. You know, just go with the flow. Go with the float. <laughs> and 
anyway, whatever. When I get out of that tank, I'm always like, whoa, like I'm fucking. When I enter back into the world, I'm walking down the street. You know, like I throw my headphones and listen to some like jazz music and stuff. It's just so I have not a worry in the world. I'm so calm, but I also know like I have a lot of work to do too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like going in the float tank um, and you know having like a psychedelic experience or or taking mushrooms having a profound psychedelic experience um it's the spiritual level profound experience that you're having is it's like going to class and then leaving with a bunch of homework Mm -hmm. it's not like oh everything's solved i figured it out it's like oh i'm just learning to uncover all this so maybe if we were able to introduce something like this in a responsible setting in a responsible way with professionals who have been able to study it and, and all this kind of stuff at an earlier age when we can we can probably have a better understanding of who we are at a younger age and we can raise people to be better human beings so that by the time they become adults they're not all running around like a bunch of maniacs with their, like a chicken with its head cut off trying to you know force their opinions down people's throat trying to shut to shut down speech you know trying to kill and bomb other people i mean there might be a, a better way to 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 take care of these things um you know, for for people at, a, at an earlier age of development of of human development, and for some reason, it just seems like a lot of people look at this sort of thing and they say, "Ah, it's all a bunch of fooey," you know, or like, yeah. you know, "Ah, oh, it's a bunch of malarkey." Like, uh, what are you laying a fucking tank? Think about stuff. You want to think about something? I'll tell you what to think about. Get a job, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, yeah, that's all well and true. I mean, everybody should be contributing and you know, have some kind of value to society. Yeah. You know, but you're not going to be of any value. You're not going to be of any good if you don't know who you are, if you don't know why you think what you think, if you don't know where you got the ideas from in the first place. You need to inspect. And you can do both. You can do both. You can go to work, and then when you're done with work, you can forget about work, and yeah. then try to learn who the fuck you are as a person. Sure, you, you should. You don't have to you know, trade in one for the other. Unfortunately, a lot of people, when they go to work, they're told not to think like a person. They're told exactly. to just be a part of the work. The, you're a part of our brand. You're mm-hmm. representing our company. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, like, individuals are not really seen as being a positive in the workplace unique individuals for the most part for the most part you know they 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 don't want people like that they want conformity they want Mm -hmm. you know people that are going to just all be the same to do the same thing and essentially be predictable people most jobs if they could fucking if if robots were available to do the work they'd switch them out you know in a heartbeat yeah I mean that would be a good thing I think I think everybody should every whatever job we could switch out for robots we should start switching out for robots now because that'll open up a lot of new opportunities for people to be using our brains in like different ways to like create different jobs that will that will better suit like I always thought like what the hell like we have all these problems in the world yet like I like how come there's no companies that are like formed around like solving like some of the biggest issues that we have in our world it's almost like our priorities are all out of whack we're like well we have to sell advertising space on uh, on Hulu it's like okay well what about like clean drinking water or something like that I mean I know that there's people that are working on those kinds of things but there's still so many other things that, that, that happen that I think people take for granted and a lot of it has to do with like government you know coming in and and saying that like a lot of people just assume that, like, they're like, oh, you know, the government, uh, the, we, we, we pay our tax dollars, so, you know, they, they take care of all these, you know, problems for us. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have fucking any, any clue. No. But they should, they should be, <clears throat> there should be a more active role. And it's all about, you know, encouraging people to be individuals, encouraging people to think as individuals and to explore, you know, who they are and, and then, and things like that. And yeah, you can do both. You can do both. But a lot of times if you, if you're doing that and you're part of a job, a shitty job that you don't like or something like that, and you're trying to figure out what do you want to do? A lot of times people quit, you know, mm-hmm. and they go off and they travel or something like that and try and figure out what they, what they want to do with their lives. Um, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of, there's just a lot of madness, you know I mean? And you see it when you go online too, like a lot of like, 
Facebook comments and you know YouTube comments things like that. It's just like people screaming and yelling <laughs> and just being like just being a bunch of idiots is really is what it is. It's people being idiots and they think that like sometimes you know they think they're clever if they say something some catchword or some buzzword some phrase that they heard you know someone else say that like sounded snappy or something. But it's not about winning. It's not about like. It's not about like, oh, I won, you lost. It's about like, hey, how can we all win together? Yeah. You know, how can we all, you know, like, oh, okay, um, I understand you have a, a hate group and you want to kill uh, all the Jews. Well, what's your... Uh, Shh, don't tell me. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're talking about a... Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, let me try and understand, like, where you're, pers- where, where you're coming from. Not to be like, get away from me. No, shut him, kill him, kill him, yeah. kill his ideas. It's like, all right, let's hear him out. Okay, what did you have to say? All right, that sounds pretty nuts. Okay, we should make sure that this guy doesn't get any access to any weapons (laughs) or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that everybody should should have a chance to be heard. Everybody should, you know, have have an opportunity to discover their own intelligence and their, their own thoughts and their own inner world. If you can't... If you don't truly know your inner world, your inner thoughts, your inner mind, you can't possibly be of any benefit to the outer world, to anything that really means anything. Sure, you can, like, go to work, you can make some money, and you can, like, maybe... You're a drone at that point. Yeah. But you won't be a part of any... Of really, like, changing things. You know what I mean? Like, and and I... Maybe I'm a little delusional in in the sense that I think that we really can change things, but I think that if you really believe that things can be changed, that I think that they can be changed. Yes. I think the second that you start thinking that things can't be changed, that they can't be changed. I think that, you know, right now is a, is a crucial time because there's a lot of people that are our age. Um, they, I guess they call us like the millennial generation. Yeah. So we, we are now like one of the largest like groups, excuse me. Um, the baby boomers, which was like our parents' generation, yeah. they were they were one of the largest. Now we're like I think we're the one after them. We're the one after them, but I think we're replacing them now. Oh, Essentially, yeah. that's that what we're sense. doing. So it's just like we need people to like really represent like our shift in 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 consciousness that's happening. Like the way that we're changing the world needs to really be fully expressed and not like put down by the the old model of of thinking. You know, like. People want to hang on to things that that work, you mm-hmm. know. But like a lot, of, a lot of times, what it is is they're just resistant to change. Look, like the fact of the matter is that like everybody that tells you that this is the way things are, I'm just gonna say people are way too quick to accept that vernacular. The way well, that's, that's the, way, the way it is. That's the way it is, right? Well, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. All all it takes is really just people like, you know, understanding themselves putting their ideas to the test, challenging uh, other people's viewpoints, coming up with their own interpretations of things that, that you know, after doing reading and research and, and debate, and then, you know, making decisions that better impact, have a better impact for their lives and for other people's lives. And then things can be better. Things can change. We, we don't have to accept the way that things are. We can create entirely new modalities of existence. It doesn't have to be functioning in this current paradigm but the reason why it is is because that there's people that have a lot of uh the the older generation they're they're about to die they don't care they just want to hang on as long as they can you know what i mean that's what oh, that's that's like the, the, one of the cruelest things that you could do is like indoctrinate like a bunch of like young people into believing some bullshit just so you can cling on to some power and some money before you you know fade out and and die and then that's that's essentially what is happening. I mean, like you know, look at Hillary Clinton and and um, Donald Trump. They're probably going to be running against yeah. each other, right? Like they're both like seventy three. Yeah. Like why are we letting two seventy three year olds decide like what's going to be the outcome of like all of our lives? Yeah. Like, fuck you. I think the real problem is we're, <laughs> fuck we're, you. we're sandwiched between two shitty generations. Yeah. Where Which the, ones? Like the baby boomers or no, the generation like X the people? older generation and the one coming up behind us. Oh, the one behind. Oh God! Because both sides, one side's trying to control. You. They're both trying to control you. One, yeah. one side's trying to hush you, and the other side is just already has you hushed. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it made sense in my head. No, I mean, but <laughs> uh, you're right. They 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 do. They they are the the they're trying to hush you. They're just like 
And what it comes down to is that, like, I, th- I just think honestly, a lot of people are just are are if they don't they don't admit it, and they might not like consciously know it, but I think that like fear of of dying, fear of death, mm-hmm. has a lot to do with a lot of people's motives and actions. Yeah, and, well, of course. And and for especially for really powerful people. You know, people that don't give a shit about us. They don't give a shit about us at all. They they look at us like we're just ants, you know what I mean? Like we're nothing. Yeah. You know, people that are really powerful that like are playing the the game of control and world domination, they are just trying to like hold on to like every possible last thing that they meaning in their life that maybe they can like live on in like history books you know what i mean like yeah. oh like you know george washington never told a lie like you know like um remember the movie troy did you see that movie troy no, i never saw it and the movie troy um agamemnon was like the the king and um achilles was brad pitt's character who played like the the warrior guy or whatever but they were both like obsessed they're like he's like he's like no one will know your name in like ten thousand years or whatever and mm. like you know the, the he goes to get advice from like his mother and she's like if you go to the battle of troy you will die but your name will live on forever but if you stay here you will live and he chooses to go to the battle right. because it's all about the name living on yeah it's like it's like absurd to me that like that's what you care about you're dead well you should I mean you want to have an impact somehow i understand guess, that but just to be remembered just to be remembered like if Kim Kardashian's remembered for millennia, Ugh. it's like who gives a shit? I hope an asteroid hits the Earth so it just wipes <laughs> all this shit out. Just hits her and her just d- hits her ass. Her big dumper. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, man! Did you see that fucking asteroid just went right into Kim Kardashian's butthole? It's still burning. We could light a joint off it. <laughs> well, I think you know. I just think that like. You know, it's what is it? It's Friday now, Friday night. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be every night, Friday night in the city. There's always a ruckus. You know, of, uh, down here, especially in the East Village, Lower yeah. East Side, just a bunch of egomaniacs running around. Everybody screaming, hollering. You know, trying to impose their will and their opinions on everybody else. And there's very, there's there's very little people left that are like humble and respectful. You know that like want to hear like differing opinions, differing ideas. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, well, you know, like, yeah. You and 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 comedy, man. Just like, you know, comedy like can't be restricted at all. You know what I mean? If something's funny, it's funny. If yeah. it's not funny, it's not funny. You know what I mean? That's that's what it should be. And that's how it should live and die. And if you know, if you're going to comedy shows and you're getting offended by what comedians are saying, I mean, the the the, the job of the comedian is supposed to be to say the things that nobody else will it's say. Always, it's always so absurd because someone will say that's not funny, and the immediate response would be, "Well, why those guys left then? Why they just left? Right? If that's not funny, why they just left? You didn't find it funny, but you but don't. They, they, that was a response. Exactly. That was just a fucking it was a, a natural, natural response. response that happened. You don't you don't see that shit happening anywhere else. Like I went to a a, pl- a Broadway play with my mm-hmm. girlfriend and her family. It sucked. I hated it. Yeah. But like I didn't. I wasn't like this sucks. <laughs> this is boring. This is boring. Oh my god. Ugh. Uh, it's like know, your girlfriend tries to tell you. I just kept it to myself. If your chick's like, oh, that girl's not hot. It's like, oh, yeah, well, why is my dick hard then? <laughs> really? Why? Explain that. <laughs> I've never gotten into that situation before. <laughs> well, why is my dick hard? Uh, but, yeah, it's just like, it's it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. You know what I mean? It's just like, I think that the more the people, the more the people stop letting themselves be subjected to being... Um, to you know, to being like told what to think mm-hmm. and to be told how to think by people who they who are no smarter than them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all very very young here. You know, college students in their twenties. You know, your professors in your forties, fifties, sixties. I mean, it's all we're all very very young. There's no one who's lived thousands of years who's like this wise old elder. I mean, maybe that's what we need, you know? Back in, in in a lot of indigenous, like, tribal cultures and stuff, they would always have, like, a wise old elder right. who would be, like, pass down stories from generation to generation and impart wisdom. You know, what do we what do we do with our old people now? We lock them up yeah. in, like, minimum security prisons. Shut up, Grandma. Yeah, get in there. 
you you will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. <laughs> like it's like what we 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 treat kids like they're they're prisoners. Mm-hmm. We treat old people like they're prisoners and then we just have a bunch of lunatics running the asylum. Yeah. Yep. And it and it just leaves it leaves all of us freedom loving people, all of us people that want to just be left alone to do whatever we want to do as long as we're not hurting anybody else. It leaves all of us walking around just scratching our heads going like why does it have to be this way? And what can I do to change it? And what can I do to to make things different, you know? And I think really what you could do is just educate and like, you know, I, I'm trying to do my best. I know this this podcast is new, so like you know it's not going to be like amazing right away. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, like we'll grow it. You know, we'll get like guests on here and stuff like that, and we'll learn and we'll we'll do things differently. But I want to do my part in trying to like help spread spread awareness, spread a message, educate if I can. Um, but just these are the things that I find to be interesting. These are the things that I find to be important, and I think that they need to be talked about. I think people need to be exposed to them. And I think that um, we don't have to, you know, necessarily accept things for the way that they are. And we should always question why, you know, why something is a certain way or why why we believe something uh, is to be a certain way. And I think try and figure out what, no matter what you do, like if you're trying to like, you know, have some introspective uh, thoughts, meditating or taking some LSD. It's such a natural instinct to ask why. Yeah, children ask why all the time, Ch- and then at some point they just get taught to throw that away and accept sure. the way things are. Well, exactly. I mean, it's 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 horrible. It's a, one of the it's the greatest tragedy of all humankind is to beat the creativity and the soul out yeah. of a out of a curious, joyful child, a child who just like sees things for the first time and just laughs uncontrollably mm-hmm. to just ask why to just has has this like childlike wonder and enthusiasm for the magic and the curiosity of life i think that all of us need to be that way yep. you know what i mean and it's 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 sad that like the the school system and the parents and everybody the culture as a whole and when i say like the culture as a whole i'm including like religion state education and parental units they're all like sending the same signals to the kids like you're what you're doing is wrong no 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 stop you know sit still behave like you know all this stuff like do this do that you're punished you're grounded smack like hit them it's all of this and then the cycle just keep we're just repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating we need to like enter into a new age of awakening into a new kind of like renaissance era where reason and logic and ideas are able to flourish and grow and we're able to live in a, in a place where we have ultimate freedom because an individual intellectual person who is seeking to understand themselves and the world around them needs to exist in an environment they demand to be in an environment that has uh, total freedom for them to to use the laboratory of the world to experiment with all of their opinions and their thoughts and their ideas and to try and make sense of everything around them and understand consciousness and where why we're here and what it's all for. And then once we can kind of get our inner world, understand who we are and put our intelligence to the test and challenge it with others. Once we can do that and we can start building upon that, we can build a better world. We can build a more peaceful world. We can build a world that that we can't even fathom right now because who who would have thought in the year, you know, 1890 that we'd be sitting around with compute these yeah you you wouldn't even know what to call this thing this iphone in my hand you wouldn't even know what it is a, a unit of sorcery yeah it's just like what is that witchcraft a, instrument of sorcery yeah. right <laughs> because people are afraid of things that they don't understand yeah people are afraid and you know giordano bruno he was um one of the um i think like characters of sasha baron cohen no uh, no 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 he was well, he was burned at the stake for heresy uh-huh. Um, and he was burned. He was burned at the stake for, like, saying that you know the Catholic Church burned him at the stake. And I think he was part of like the heliocentrism uh-huh. uh, thing with 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 Copernicus and those guys. Like, essentially, he was asserting that like the the Earth is not the center of the universe. Right. That yeah. this is the sun. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I don't know, but like Giordano Bruno, I know he was he was one. But there's been so many people who have been burned at the yeah. stake. 
I mean, Jesus himself was crucified for saying... Just for just being friendly. For just being a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he, he said, I am the son of God and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, G- Jesus, I'm not a religious person and I'm against all kinds of, like, organized religions. I think that they're not really what we should be interested in if we mm-hmm. want to learn stuff. But I think a lot of the teachings of Jesus are, are correct. I mean, look, what if I just... If, if I was walking around and saying half the things that Jesus said now... Yeah. You'd be people, laughed at. P- you people laugh at you. I mean, all these like conservatives and Republicans that say that they're you know religious and, and and things like that. They're not religious. They're not following the teachings of Jesus and all that. But no. well, I got a lot to say about religion. We'll definitely do another podcast about religion. This was an interesting podcast, though. I yeah. think we took we took a couple. Uh, unexpected turns. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk about microdosing, but I guess we'll save that for because uh, I briefly mentioned it. But I, I was glad that we got a chance to talk about float tanks. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in like float tanks or flotation tanks, sensory deprivation uh, tanks, check them out. Maybe they have them in a town near you or a city near you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that I go to here in, in New York is really great. It's called Blue Light Flotation. So check that out if you're in New York. It's a very reasonable rates. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's great. It's great meditation. It's good to just get some alone time to just get away from the chaos that is living in New York city, which, which is just a swarm of parasitical and fucking lunatics and sociopaths walking around all day. So to get out of that, to get a little inner peace, to discover my, my inner self, uh, makes me feel good. And, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that on, on coming up, uh, Episodes is that the right way to say that? Coming up episodes, uh, no. forthcoming episodes in, in the coming in the coming episodes. Yeah, I guess I'm coming on the next episode. <laughs> no, well, we'll talk about microdosing because I want to talk about that, and um, we'll talk about uh, definitely like religion and 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 stuff because uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Alex and Allison Gray. They have this place called Cosm in upstate New York. It's the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, and if you don't know Alex and Allison Gray, they're visionary artists and they're creating this like temple that's like a um a religious ex- it's it's almost like a it's what they're creating is like a religion for creative visionary artists mm-hmm. and it's really cool so we'll talk about that next week um thanks for tuning in to mikeadelic and uh i don't know i need like a cool like like tagline to say at the end of this peace love and liberty peace <laughs>